What is up, fellow human? Colin here. I'm talking right to you. Yes, you. I know who you are. You're somebody who wants things. You wake up every day and you want things. You avoid pain. You avoid uncomfortable conversations. And you want dopamine highs and you want oxytocin and serotonin. And you want to reproduce and you want to eat food. You want to survive. You want to live. You are afraid at times, maybe more than you should be. You try to mitigate the fear by taking actions you think that will prevent that thing from happening or avoid certain situations that might be risky to your ego, mostly your ego, of course, risky to your physical safety as well. But most of the problems that modern humans face are not safety problems. They are systemic, everyday problems that manifest over years and they are social problems and they are, I mean, actually they're like 90 I mean, they're all social problems. It's almost all problems related to other people. Now, if you are dealing with something like cancer or some other chronic disease, it's not really a social problem anymore. You actually have a legit threat of survival to your life problem. And I empathize. And I would just say walk and eat real food and stop being sugar, sugar and seed oils and stop, uh, I don't know, stop watching the news, stop being afraid, meditate drink a lot of water, get outside, do all the things that you probably already know you're supposed to do. And I wish you the best if that's the case. But the statistics are that a percentage of you listening right now or watching are going to end up with something like cancer or heart disease or maybe uh, Alzheimer's or some other modern Western disease of abundance. So because you haven't had it just yet, though, I still sympathize and empathize with you if you are going to have it. Now, it's really hard because every day I get on this mic and on this cam, which if you're on the podcast, you should go over to YouTube. And if you're on the YouTube, you should go over to podcast <laughs> on the YouTube. But every day I get on the mic, I want to figure out a way to really talk to you deep down, like something that is going to trigger something inside you, some yearning to want to become better, to want to take something into your own hands, to want to take responsibility for something, to want to take action on something you've been putting off, just to do something to make yourself and thus the world a better place. Because here's the reality. Every single human is a piece of collective humanity. If you're better, the world is better. Nature is better. The environment's better. And then that infects other things around you. We all have an effect on our environment. Some of us like to pretend we don't, or some of us like to have more of an effect than we should because we want to tell other people how to live, but th those are topics for another day. We all have an effect on our environment, for better or worse. We could drag things down. We can make it worse. We can pollute. We can pollute with ideas. We can pollute with, you know, polluting our body. And then those habits then pollute other people's bodies and, and habits and whatever, just through osmosis and being near you. Or you can grow and build and influence and persuade for better starting with yourself, better you first, then better people around you, then better communities and families and better ideas, more questions being asked, less dogma, less labeling, less tribalism. Every single day again, this mic, I want to figure out something that can really get you deep, t touch you deep. And hopefully, I don't know, hopefully even just talking about that desire will somehow do that. Yeah. So I don't know. We have a show here for you. We're going to get into it's about green and environment and nature and climate change. Something that I've been paying a little bit more attention to in the past couple of years. 
as I've started paying attention to everything, and as I started asking the right questions of everything, it falls into that same bucket that everything that is widely understood, quote unquote, or people think, quote unquote, or their beliefs, quote unquote, if it's a wide idea, a big idea that a lot of people hold in their brain, it's likely to be wrong. And even if it's like a little right, a lot of times it's mostly wrong. Now, this is politics. This is narrative. This is also the human desire, especially in the madness of crowds, large groups. It's the desire to come to the simple one plus one equals two equation. People want to have a simple solution to things. They want to think, oh, electricity is bad for environment or, oh, cars are bad for environment or, oh, capitalism is bad for people or whatever, because like one person has something and one doesn't, or because there's a lot of smog or because the climate's changing or because there's carbon, blah, blah, blah. These simple narratives are literally, from what I'm finding, and I I mean, I really mean the word literally here, backwards. In some cases, blatant frauds. I actually believe the climate narrative is a fraud. That's what I'm starting to come to the conclusion of. Now, that's the thing. Saying that, if you're somebody who really believes that humans should take care of the climate and you believe that we've been making it worse, whatever, you might hear something like that and feel in desire to attack me or defend that idea or whatever. That's fine. That That's your right. Uh, I don't think it's actually helping you in any way. It's not helping you become a better thinker. It's not helping you actually defend the environment, right? You should actually want to know every single variable when it comes to protecting the climate or the environment or whatever your cause is so that you can be more effective in thinking about it and more effective in promoting things that are actually going to solve it. That's the problem with the narratives. They usually cover up the real solutions because they create these fake artificial propagandized, politicized solutions. And then people focus on that. And most of what it ends up being is like people trying to tell other people how to live or how they should do this or not do this. And then they use government and policy and basically violence or the threat of violence to enforce certain things, which is again, you know, a massive problem in and of itself. So I got a quote here that it's just like one little bit of the iceberg that is climate change and environment and all these different things. Now, before I can get to that, let me give you a quick disclaimer about how I am thinking about this right now. Now, here's the thing. I'm thinking about this this way right now, and this could change. But when we dump toxic sludge into the ocean, there's almost no way that I, like in my mind, think that's okay. So it's actually like pesticides and chemical runoff and things like that. Uh, like even plastics that don't degrade over years. Although some of the things I'm hearing about plastics, they may not be as bad as they say, but I still don't believe putting that in the environment is good. So I don't know if that's a different like kind of environmentalism. Well, I guess it is because climate is more about like CO2 and emissions and I guess chemicals and pesticides and monocropping and all these things that I, I believe are inherently evil and bad and counter to nature. I guess that would be a different form of environmentalism. So I think polluting the environment with chemicals and things like that and putting stuff into waterways, whatever, super bad. I don't believe that CO2 emissions, which water vapor from oceans actually causes more global warming than anything. People don't even understand that, right? Uh, I don't believe the emissions and the CO2 and the carbon narrative is true. I think it's completely flawed and backwards because if you actually look at history of earth, we've had much higher levels of carbon dioxide in the environment, way, way higher. Right. And that's what earth's been doing for billions of years. It's been coming up and it's been coming down. We've had ice ages. We've had warm periods. 
We had the dinosaurs and we had times when there was no dinosaurs that allowed mammals to flourish and us to be here. This is absolutely true. This is just basic science. This is basic uh, geology. Earth has been changing its climate for bajillions of years. Okay. So there's no debate there. I think the debate comes down to whether or not humans are actually contributing to it or making that much of a significant difference. Even if we are contributing to it a little bit, this is this is what I absolutely believe. And from what I've seen and from all smart people that I've followed and the books I've read and whatever on this topic, the climate alarmists that want to do things like control what industry happens and control this and use governments to do this and policy and they want to, they want to blow up pipelines. Literally somebody in the New Yorker recently wrote an article saying that we should sabotage private businesses basically if they're not climate friendly or whatever. And he suggested actually blowing up, sabotaging a pipeline as an example. It's just like complete, I mean, it's terrorism, right? It's insane. But because it's a friendly narrative to the mainstream, you know, nobody says anything about it. The climate alarmism is a, is a complete fraud, for sure. There's no climate emergency. There wasn't going to blow up in 10 years or 20 years. They've been saying this crap for years. Everybody that makes money from making predictions, they've been wrong. They're always wrong, right? You have the financial guys that are always saying around the corner, this time we're going to have a massive crash, you know, and then you like track what they've done over 30 or 40 years and they're never right, <laughs> you know, or the one time they're right, like they're like, oh, I said it all along. That's one example. You have them saying we're going to run out of oil in 10 years or 20 years. They've been saying that since like the 60s, uh, which is actually why we went to a war in the Gulf War and Iraq and all that crap was based on we thought we were going to run out of oil and that was going to threaten our dominance. A good short movie to watch on that is the Petrodollars film. The climate alarmism is complete and utter propaganda. Okay, that's for sure. Now, you have to be able to understand that. And you have to understand the people that are at the head of that are just trying to gain status, in some cases, power and money and fame, okay? But that doesn't mean that we're not doing things to the environment that we shouldn't be doing, like, obviously. But I believe that entrepreneurs in the free market are going to innovate out of this long before anybody that's yelling at a podium and trying to guilt people into, like, I don't know, not buying as much stuff or whatever, which I, again, I think is good. I don't think we should be buying as much stuff. I don't think we need one day delivery on everything and buying a package a day. I mean, at this point, I almost get a package a day at my house and I know it's ridiculous and I'm like trying to batch my, my buying at least or whatever, but it's just like, it's a modern capitalist invention that does make my life better and easier. And you could make an argument that if I spend more time creating better humans and doing the work I'm doing and less time shopping and dealing with that, that I'll end up having a net benefit for humanity. So there's a lot of arguments to be, to be made with that, right? If you actually did the math and track the time and impact and whatever. So I guess with this quote I'm about to share with you is I want you to hear everything that come when it comes to climate, everything. I want you to take it with a grain of salt. And I highly encourage you to read some books that are counter to the common narrative, right? Because the next thing that they're going to do, the elites, the government, the World Economic Forum, they are going to use ESG, which is economic, social, uh, I think it's wait, environmental, social governance or something like that. Uh, it's just basically phony rating that now the stock market and companies are trying to have a high score because they get more funding. And there's like banks and investors that like ESG only. It's going to be the next way after the COVID hysteria that they're going to use to control money, power and control. It always comes down to that. This is human nature. It is what it is. We have to accept it. An environment is no different. So I'm going to read this quote for you. 
And all I'm going to say is that I recommend that if anything I've said thus far in today's show offends you or triggers that gut response, like I got to, I got to tell him, I got to put him in his place or whatever it is, then pull on that thread, find out why that's the case and go justify your position. If you think that the carbon is like 450 parts per million and that's bad, then go figure out what the carbon was in 1800, 1700, 1600, right? Go look at the use of coal and the falling out of coal in places like England. Like look at all the trends, look at all the numbers, look at all the charts. And if you look objectively, you'll see that all the data used today is just cherry picking nonsense. There's actually less carbon in the atmosphere now than there was in Earth's past. And what climate alarmists do is they basically throw out everything before like 1850 or whatever. And they talk about, well, it's been rising since 1850 and humans have been using industry since 1850. So therefore it's human's fault. But it's not falsifiable. That's why it's not science. That's what people don't understand. They call it climate science. It's not science. Science, falsibility. You have to be able to prove something false to prove it true. That's the only way to establish scientific fact. I can prove that one plus one is not equal three. And I can prove that one plus one equals two as a result. If I can't prove that one plus one is not equal three, I, I don't know what one plus one equals. I can't prove it to be anything. It's the absence of what it could or couldn't be through falsification that gives you scientific truth. And that's even to this point, based on our understanding of physics and certain things of which there's a lot we don't understand. And you could go to a black hole and then physics all of a sudden doesn't really make any sense anymore. So it's like, it's true here, but in a black hole, is it true? Or in a parallel dimension or whatever? <laughs> Climate science is like, Nutrition science is the same exact thing. And if you know anything about nutrition science, you know that it's a complete joke. It should basically all be thrown out. Why? Because there is no ability to prove false ability. You can't lock humans in a cage and force feed them for like six months on end, testing every single possible food and this and that to get actual data. You can try that with rats, but there's a lot of incentives to use it just for drug creation and big pharma and big food sponsor them, whatever. So there's not a lot of funding around this. But what they've done is they've created an narrative that fat is bad for you, salt is bad for you, blah, blah, that sugar is good, grains are good, et cetera. And then they've been sneakily using seed oils in everything, all the processed food, all the restaurant food, making Americans sick and dying every single year. Probably, it's probably a bigger thing than we even realize. I think seed oils are going to become the next really big thing that we're really waking up to. They've been doing that for years. And the ADA, the American Heart Association, all these different places, I guess ADA, not, not ADA, that's American Disabilities something. AHA, cancer associations, all these companies that get funding from like Pepsi and Coca-Cola and Kraft and whatever, they all been promoting this idea of the fat hypothesis, which if you go into the history of that, it's complete and utter nonsense. Climate science is very much the same. Scientists that are just like you and I that want fame, power, and money, they come to a theory or conclusion. If that starts getting uh, good feedback and people start believing them, they get more fame, funding, power, et cetera, influence. And they keep doing that. And then they're disincentivized to falsify their own beliefs. So they don't actually engage in the scientific method anymore. They don't experiment. They just say, this is my theory. People like it. I'm going to basically ignore all the evidence that would contra this. I'm not even going to do experiments to try to falsify this because that puts me at risk. And I'm just going to bask in the fame, money, and power that I get as a result. Like that's just humanity. That's why most dictators become evil bastards is just because like it's human nature. And then you create stories to justify it. And you then want to maintain your power because you love it. You're addicted to it. Climate science is the same way. You cannot put the environment in a lab and perform experiments to prove 
something untrue and thus prove it true. So it's all a big guess. It's all correlation. And that's everything that nutrition research has basically been. There's like a few good studies in all the history of food and nutrition research. One of them was actually for carnivore diet, which nobody really talks about. (laughs) So I already went a bit over on today's show, but I'm feeling good. I got my little Bitcoin light up here, which is really sweet. I mean, it's amazing what you can get on Amazon. Speaking of Amazon, there's like 40 bucks on Amazon. And on Etsy, they're like $200 for a neon sign. So that's amazing. And oh, I didn't even read the quote. Here we go. All right. So this is the fundamental problem with the entire climate narrative. This is is like the core big problem. This is from a book, Upgrading America by Zoltan Istvan. As noted earlier, the obvious reason going green doesn't work, even though I still think a good disciplinary policy for humans is the sheer impossibility of getting the developed world to stop, well, developing. You simply cannot tell an upcoming Chinese family not to drive cars. And you can't tell a burgeoning Indian city to only use renewable resources when it's cheaper to use fossil fuels. You also can't tell indigenous Brazilian parents to stop poaching when their children are hungry. These people will not listen. And they shouldn't. Because Americans didn't listen. And that's where we have prosperity. And that's now why we have this hubris to think we should actually tell someone else. It's kind of this ironic paradox. It's kind of a joke. It's pure hypocrisy, actually. They want what they want. And are willing to particularly destroy the planet to get it. Now that, I don't agree with that. The idea of destroying the planet. Like, obviously, killing endangered species, things like that. Like, these are all different topics, all different problems. But, uh, again, the idea that we're destroying the planet is just very overblown. It's very hyperbolic. I don't agree with it. Now, we're doing things. And when you fix them, you know, the free market's going to do that. But we got to be careful with this, this crazy speech here. Especially when they know the developed world already possesses it. So he makes a very good point, and this is why all the climate stuff is nonsense, and it's just a joke. It's like another example of American, you know, like imperialism, where we tell the whole world in our big bully fashion of how they should live, and it's just it's it's a complete joke. It's a little joke because if you look at the growth and development of humanity, it is exactly correlated to more electricity use. The more electricity we use, the more babies grow up to be young, thriving adults. The more, the less people that die, the, you know, the more people that get access to everything, the world economy and, and medicines they need and surgeries, et cetera. Electricity is good for humanity. It is actually what we should seek. But this idea that electricity is bad or dirty or whatever, and then I won't even get into the fossil fuel stuff. Look into Alex Epstein's work on that. It's just narrative nonsense. And it's also extremely ridiculous as we live in our air-conditioned boxes, driving around cars, getting Amazon Prime every day. And then we're telling poor people that they can't you know, use electricity to like drive a car or to, you know, get a electric stove in their home or whatever, because they're going to use fossil fuels. It's unbelievably absurd on every level. That being said, final note for the day, this is what we need to do. This has always been my philosophy. It's in a philosophy of abundance and growth and investment and a trust of the human spirit and our evolutionary ingenuity that we've done culturally, technologically, and what we'll keep doing. We should use as much electricity as possible because we should get humanity as much access to the global economy, the internet, information, all these things so that we can have more entrepreneurs, more free market activity, more humans thinking and trying to solve our climate problem from actual solutions that the market will bear rather than government mandated and subsidized nonsense that doesn't work. So we should have 10 billion humans because every extra billion humans we have unforeseen amount of people and potentially every one in 
you know, a million or 10 million or whatever is going to be like an Einstein or whatever. And we're going to have a breakthrough. Maybe we'll eventually be able to harness solar energy from the sun or create a Dyson sphere around it or like, you know, fusion reactor will finally be created or discovered. And then we don't have to burn fossil fuels, right? Or maybe we can find a way to burn fossil fuels that actually displaces carbon. They're like, in fact, a lot of companies are actually working towards that. A lot of fossil fuels, a lot cleaner than you think, actually way cleaner than solar and uh, wind. And then hydro, nuclear is probably the best thing we have right now, actually, but everyone's all afraid of it or whatever. It's completely ridiculous. Another example of that. So that's going to be for today's show. I hope I just give you something to think about. Yes, today's show is about like climate and thinking for yourself, whatever, but it's going to help you become a better human because if this is a passionate topic for you, then I encourage you, I implore you to actually dive into the research. And unfortunately, most people don't. They just read headlines and see people post on social media and like they basically don't verify anything. They don't go to source material. They don't think about it hard, nothing. It's kind of a shame, uh, but that's like the default because we have limited time and maybe we don't care enough and we just want to like feel good about ourselves or we want to feel better to someone else or we want somebody to blame to tap into our tribalism and blah, blah. So support the show by checking out UpgradedFormulas.com. This is my buddy Barton. He's got an amazing company. I take the products daily. Use code BETTERHUMAN for 15% off your entire order. And I highly recommend the hair test, which is a very simple little pluck of the hair, send that in, and then you see all your minerals in this three-page beautiful PDF. It's awesome. And then you know forever, generally forever, I mean, you should probably retest every so often, but you have a pretty good idea of what your mineral makeup is. And then you can optimize for like more magnesium, take iodine, like maybe you need to add more salt and potassium, et cetera. It's awesome. I highly, highly recommend doing that. You can get 15% off listeners of the show, upgradedformulas.com. Use code BETTERHUMAN. And make sure you're on the Better Human newsletter, which is now a three times a week newsletter. I'm gonna eventually get it to twice a day. It's gonna be amazing. I've already redone the format multiple times and I'm really honing in on what I think is gonna be awesome. So you wanna check that out. Colin.coach or my new URL, which will be thebetterhuman.co. I'll see you in the next one. Yeah.